Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. We are live. Hello, everybody. We're live from the Dance Life Teacher Conference, day number one. We're at the MGM Grand watching people have their have their lunch. How cool is this? This is a late in the day coffee talk. It can be a soda talk. It can be a beverage talk of any kind. I'd like to introduce my co-host. This is Laura Giacomelli Hunkowski. She has a studio in Pennsylvania. And our special guest, Stacey Morgan, all the way here from Australia. Again, thank you for being here. Laura, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, please. All right, so my name is Laura Giacomelli-Huntowski. I am actually celebrating my 12th anniversary of owning Libra Dance Studio on Wednesday. Um, And this is like a full circle moment because I actually signed my first original lease while I was in Vegas. I came here to party one last time with my best friend. And I said, okay, I'll see you in a year. And she was like, what? I was like, no, you're not going to see me for at least a year because I got to get to work. But yeah, it was right down the street. Um, So yes, I own Libra Dance Studio. We offer everything tap ballet, modern jazz, hip hop. We're right outside the city of Philadelphia. And she's a great co-host. Thank you. Stacy. the incredible Stacy Morgan. I'm Tell glad we're us recording. about you. Everybody got that? <laughs> she's important. She just wants me to say it. She's really important. We do a podcast together. I love it. We have a blast. If you don't know about our podcast, it's Regal's Dance Life on... That's it, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Thank you. That's why we work good together. <laughs> Tell us about yourself, my friend. I'm Stacey Morgan. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I have two dance studios at home in Australia. The first is my original studio, Port Macquarie Performing Arts, and the second is a studio I purchased two years ago, Danae Cantwell School of Dance. We love providing the opportunity for kids to dance. I loved dancing when I was really small regional town in Australia and I just love the opportunity to be able to bring my passion for dance to my students in the same way that my dance teacher did for me. Very cool. She's very passionate about what she does. So, And Stacey is one of my mentors, I'd like to say. So she is incredible at what she does as, as well as Ray. How cool is that, my friend? <laughs> I want to ask you this question. You are often coming to the States and attending conferences, speaking at conferences. What's the biggest difference between the dance education field or the dance education business between here and Australia? You guys do things big here. And I have a renter crowd in the audience, a beautiful table of Australians. Thank you for being here. But the size and scale with which you guys do everything, I'm talking from events like this to your recitals to your open houses, everything you do is bigger. 
everything's bigger and better in America. Um, so what I love and what I get out of coming here to learn is that I get the opportunity to think outside the square. And I'm sure you guys are feeling that being here and, you know, we've, we're only a couple of classes in, but being surrounded by other people who love what you love and do what you do gives you the opportunity to look at what you do through a bigger frame to be able to see what other people do and to take that on into your own business and just the opportunity to be able to meet like-minded people who have that passion but are experiencing a completely different life. And some of my greatest and most lovely friends are in the room now and they're people that I've met here at your event. And what I love about that is we lead these parallel lives but on different sides of the world. And we both, we all share that passion and we love coming together to learn from all the incredible teachers and I love learning. So I've been in New York and I've been taking in as much Broadway as I can and seeing shows while I've been here in Vegas because I just love learning and taking it all in. So the difference is you guys do it on a bigger scale. There's so much more opportunity if I come here rather than in Australia, we do have fabulous events and great things that I get to go to, but they're really spread out throughout the year, whereas I love coming here and being able to do it bigger and better. Really interesting. Makes me think I want to bring this to Australia. Anybody want to go? Sign me up. <laughs> Laura, what do you have on your mind for, Stace? Um, I guess for me, so what was the difference for you? Because you've just recently, in the past two years, purchase this other studio. I would like to know what, it, what was the best part of now owning two studios and what is the hardest part of owning two studios? Because I'm sure there's people here today who are maybe maxing out and they're at that decision of, do I open up a second location? Do I not? Do I just let the wait list just keep growing? So what is the easiest and what would be the hardest? Right. Tell them the truth, Stace. Tell them the exactly. truth. Did you see the side eyes he was making at me? Because he often gets the, as things are going on, when we get on to record the podcast, he's like, what's going on in your world? I'm like, well, let me tell you. So the best part about owning two studios, and so I will, you know, be really clear, I own two separate studios, two separate businesses. They, com they operate completely separate. So it's not like Port Macquarie Performing Arts has an extra location. I run them as two different businesses with two different sets of values and two different visions and missions and two different ways of doing things. And I think that's really important. And so the best part about that is the opportunity to be able to reach so many more students that we couldn't necessarily do, or we would have worked, you know, doubly as hard for to bring into the business if we were just trying to retain and bring in those, attract and retain those students in Port Macquarie. So almost like different demographics you're able to reach because of that. Yeah. And the hardest part is we love, we know what we do really clearly at Port Macquarie Performing Arts. We are we have it down to a fine art and we're really good at what we do. And what we want to do and what the automatic thing that we think we should do is replicate that at the, sec at the second studio, at the new studio. But actually, the new studio is in a different town with a different demographic, with a different group of kids, a different group of parents, and it's unfair to think that we can take this model of what we've done and just completely replicate it over there and it be successful. 
And in the early days, I wanted to do that because I wanted to be fair. I wanted to say, everything is fair. If you take dance here, it's this amount of money and it's the same amount of money if you do it over here. These guys get four performances, these guys get four performances and that's how we do it. But actually, that backfires and has backfired because these guys who are used to four performances every year I all of a sudden trying to be fair and saying to my new studio, you guys get four performances too. Those parents don't want four performances. They're like, what have we got to go again? We just did this. And because it's not something they're used to and the same thing, I've got to be really careful in trying to replicate, make the prices the same, make the opportunities the same. So really leaning into the fact that they're two separate businesses and they run in two different ways and then trying not to... don't get me wrong, it's much, it'd be much easier just to do the same thing across both. But really understanding our customer base here and there and then really being able to tailor our programs, our pricing, our performance opportunities and everything we do into, well, this is the right thing for these customers and this is the right thing for these customers. And doing that 24-7 is exhausting. But it's working. Well, so. I, I think it kind of goes back when I... My area in particular is saturated with dance studios. I'm in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and there are, I think I did a, like a 10-mile radius. There's like over 15 studios, and then like we're saturated in my area. But I also come from a there, I'm in the middle of three different school districts, so I pull from all these different districts. And when someone said to me early on, aren't you nervous because such and such is right down the street? And I said, no, because we're all different ice cream flavors. And I'm mint chocolate chip and she's vanilla and whoever likes vanilla is going to go to her and whoever likes mint chocolate chip is going to go to me. We might be teaching, we might be teaching the same concepts, but we're doing it in such an individual way. So I think that shows like in your area, you have to be one flavor in one place because that flavor doesn't necessarily work down the street. So it's being able to be like a chameleon in that way. And you're really not vanilla, Laura. I'm not vanilla. You're not vanilla. No. No, you're like I'm a not. parfait. <laughs> I had that for breakfast. <laughs> that was a that was an interesting point. I think that maybe we could dive into is the confidence to be whatever flavor you are and not worry about what the competition is doing. I don't think it's something we lean into enough as studio owners across, across the board. I don't think – I think we understand what makes us different and what makes us unique, and I think we know that, and I think we go to competition and we see other studios and we go, well, they do that and we do this because we're this. So we have this conversation with our teams, but we don't do a really good job of communicating who we are and what we do with our community and I'm not talking about the community you've already built, I'm talking about the people in your wider community. I think if we honed into that and we did a little bit more of that, a little bit more of, if you come here, you're going to get this and this and this. And not saying you'll get this and this and this and not that stuff that they get down the road, but just concentrating on you, keeping your focus on you and what you're doing and really promoting the great things that you do within your studio and the reason that you are special because we all have reasons that our studios are special 
but I don't think we shout that from the rooftops enough. And I know it's something that we've been trying to do, especially with the two studios, being able to say, this is what we're great at, this is why you should come to us, but also this is why we're great, this is why you should come to us. Because I think we know it, but we just don't put it out there. And I feel like now's the time to do it because we're going, I'm sure everyone in this room is gearing up for fall registration. You're in like the thick of it, right? So I found that a lot of my social media posts that I want to post is like, register for this, register for that, register for this. But I'm like, I need to look at that. I don't want to everything on my social media page to be selling, selling, selling. So for me, the month of August, I need to make sure that at least my goal is I want to start putting on templates like why Libra Dance Studio? What makes us different? You know, we have shorter, three shorter recitals. Boom, that's going to be something with happy parents and happy kids. We have um, a flexible schedule with multiple back-to-back class options, sibling discount, things like that that make us different. Um, Low ratios in class, kids to, to teachers. Those are things that I want to make sure I'm putting on my social media right now so it's not so come here, come here, buy, 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 drop your, you know, give us your money. I don't want it to feel like that all the time. Yes, we have to sell. We want to get kids in the door. But for me, that's something that I am just looking at my social media and I want to make sure I really start implementing that now. And the current clientele is going to see their happy kids face on my advertisement when I say we have three short recitals boom, there's beginner ballet last year, there's preschool from last year, and all those moms are going to like it because they see their kids' smiling faces. So that's something that I think I'm going to, I know that I need to start doing and implementing because I've just looked at my feed from like a bird's eye view and I'm like, it's a lot of sales going on. I need to put some other stuff on there. Like we should be putting that we're here and learning with your staff and your studio owner on your work social media page, on your studio page. Um, my Instagram feed right now is just Dance Life Teacher Conference. Um, I want my parents to know what I'm doing. I want them to know that I'm bringing back things, new things and ideas and concepts for them and for their kids. Hashtag DLTC 2023. (laughs) I... I want to do a little follow-up on on what you just said. It's about thinking of yourself, you have a community within your school, but thinking of yourself as being a leader in a wider community that you don't always have to sell to. You, You inform them about why dance is good for people. You share what your dancers are doing. And... Uh, one thing that I think is important is when you have students who are successful, that could be uh, a preschool Saturday morning class that's successful. Don't only believe that the kids who win awards are all the success going on in your studio. Want to know what I think? real fast. I think there are studios in this country, Canada, Australia, we have people here who scare their clientele away. Because it's all about we have the best, we're the world's champions, we're this, 
And do you know how many parents are afraid that you're going to make their child a world champion and break their pocketbook? It's so important for us to grasp that in our fields. That part of our field, good for us. We've worked hard. We, we get gratification by making strong dancers and achieving with them and bringing them further than they ever expected. But the general public, happy kid taking a dance class, with great mentor, leader, and teacher in the front. She's not going to sell we have the best faculty in the country. She's going to sell happy kids who get a chance to be in three. What, well, how did you say the just now, the three options? Oh, I said um, three short recitals. That's three what I short mean, yeah. recitals. And that's a selling point to the moms and dads. What do parents conjure up? Dance recital, happy kid. Mm -hmm. She's giving them what they expect. I'm hogging the mic. I promise I'll give it back in a second. But what not to do is have the girl grabbing her leg and holding it up like this and putting a crotch shot out there to the whole world. I knew you were going to say that. Do you know how many parents look and go, oh, you may take it as a natural. The general public doesn't, but it is what we see. I promise after this, I will be quiet. If we say to a child in 2023, oh, you dance, I want to take a picture of you, they grab their leg. In 1970, yeah, I need to get out. Everybody help me up. They'd say, you're a dancer. Let me take your picture and you go. Thoughts? I just really enjoyed the way you did it. Yeah. That's the, it too. It used to take a while. Now it's boom, jump, roll, flip. And then at the end, give me a drama. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee talk live. We should have recorded this and cut it. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't want to take over. Say something, my friend. Say something. Say something about anything. Um, I... I think this is a really good time for reflection. So if you are here and you have time, perhaps on the walk back to the hotel, you can have a look at your Instagram and do a bit of reflection on what is what have you been posting with no judgment, with you know, give yourself some grace, but have a look and scroll through and go, okay, is there enough of um, a diverse range of age groups? Is there enough diversity in terms of background? Is there enough little kids and big kids maybe together? Is there enough of my values and mission and my vision for the studio as well as pictures of happy kids and things? So do a little bit of reflection and then when you get back to your hotel room in three days, you can write down what it is that you're going to change. 
<laughs> oh my god, she's so right. I have a bed behind this stage. <laughs> There's a tent halfway between here and my hotel room right in the hallway that none of you can see. <laughs> Miss Laura. Um my goal is I want to have equal amount of preschool classes as I do competitive classes. Um, I'm not quite there just yet. I'm at 14 five and under classes that are running, but I think that's my goal within the next five years because I want to buy a building. I want to have the option to buy a building, and I'm not going to buy a building with competition tuition. I'm going to buy a building with preschool tuition. That's what I'm realizing. Ooh, do you hear that? That was really important. Really. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah. You well, won't I, well, buy it with no. intensive. No. And I feel like if, if you were to go, I have, and they're out there. I use Dance Studio Pro. When I look at my registration, um, if you go to the class list and you click at the top, you can say income. What's the income from this class? The income from my 40-minute creative movement class on Saturday with 13 kids is almost twice as much as what I make in an hour and a half in my senior jazz class. Once I realized that, I was like, senior jazz is getting bumped back and I'm adding two more creative movement classes on that Monday because I wanna make sure I have those babies to have the option to pay for that building if I want to. If I wanna buy the building, I have to see where I'm at and number wise and after listening to Sean, does a square footage equal the amount of kids? Like, I'm just thinking about all of that. But I want to be in a position where I could if I wanted to. Um, but, yeah, the, the kids paying $71 a month for 30, 40 minutes is what's going to get me. Not kids who are paying half of that per hour, you know? Really, really good point. It is. I look at... I was Melissa was on before we came on stage here. And it's really, I look at the investment that we make in faculty. And if you said, Ryu, who do you think is the best investment? I think it's our preschool faculty. And nobody really thinks that way. But man, if you can register 15 little preschoolers and that teacher keeps 13 of them through the entire season and those preschoolers stay for the next eight to 10 years in your studio, the investment in the preschool teacher is way more valuable than all the, yeah, especially the choreographer you brought in to do that number and he charged you or she charged you $2,000 for it. And when it's done, you go, I think I could have done better. Mm. Mm. I'd love for somebody to say this. I'm having a master class for my rep kids. Ooh. Mm. Bringing in a hip-hop master. Master class for everyone. Can I add on to that? Yeah. Um, I was teaching all 14 of those baby classes, and I'm the studio owner. Um, and I will 
say as I handed them off because the business just grew so much and the preschool program grew so much and I was able to have co-teachers and train them up and give them my syllabus. Um, I love as a studio owner that I knew her or him when he was three years old in creative movement class. That mom and dad have a relationship with me as a studio owner and they come to me when they're not vibing in the hip hop two level. They don't just quit because we have that relationship now as a studio owner. That was the one big thing that I was so hesitant about, but now I'm 12 years in, we're over 300 students. Um, you know, we have 54 weekly classes plus at this point, I can't teach 14 classes. There's just no way and run this business. But I was very hesitant. I gave up company level classes before I gave up my preschool Saturday classes because I was like, those babies, I want those moms and dads to have a relationship with me. Um, and now that I'm at a point where I have, I only teach four of them and other teachers teach 10, when those preschool babies come in and I don't know them, it's a very weird spot to be in now. And I'm trying to get comfortable with it because that's how the business is going to grow. But that was a very... It's an interesting dynamic now. And I'm just like, hi, love bug. Hi, cutie. How are you? You know, because I'm like, I don't know your name. Like that's, but it's true. I don't. So, and also if those teachers need a sub, I always try to sub because then I can get in there and I'm like, at least I taught that class once this year. And I know that that's Sophia and that's Emma and that's Olivia and she's a little cray cray. She can't stay on her dot and that's Charlie. And like, and I know who's who, and I get, and then I, you know, and then the parents are like, oh, Miss Laura subbed, and I'm not just this random person who's never there on Thursday night because my kid has swim class, and I can't get there for your Thursday night class to watch or observe every single week because I have my own child now, and he has his own activities. Um, so that's been, I think, a, an inter interesting transition for me, stepping even more out of the classroom. But I, as of right now, I haven't given up my Saturday babies because that's just, I can't yet. But I think once my son, he's only, he'll be three in September. Once he starts having his Saturday activities, I will have to give up Saturdays because I, I want to be with him. I want to see him play soccer or dance or whatever it is that he's going to do. So when that time comes, I'll move out of the Saturday realm. But I still enjoy it too. I still love those babies. I wish you could have seen this girl three or four years ago. Not that she wasn't awesome, but I'm going to pat you on the back and say you're confident, you figured out what you want, you're a really great mom, and you need to sometimes just stop and say, I did good. Thank you. Thank you. So I've been an IDEA member. If you're not an IDEA member, it's something you should look into as a studio owner. Um, I'm not selling this. I didn't I feel, ask her to say that. No, you have, he didn't. He didn't. I'm an IDEA member, and I feel like your code of ethics, you gave me, like, some confidence. I came to the retreat center for different, you know, studio management events and studio ownership and preschool things. And then once you – I'm in Gold Alliance, which is, like, a smaller think tank group of IDEA. Um, you can get more information on uh, day three, 11 a.m. <laughs> wow. well, okay. um, yeah. So these are two of my mentors as along with Terry, we meet every Friday and I'm with a brilliant group of women who are somewhere at this table over here. And, you know, it has been 
amazing. I think we've all grown so much um, confidence-wise, and we've, for me, it was work-life balance. I didn't have work-life balance. And my dance studio is Libra. It's balance beam. So how I didn't have work-life balance with being a Libra and having this as my logo, it's like, whoo. So <laughs> I figured it out. It took me a little while. It took me 10 years, but I figured it out. But I feel like surrounding yourself with other like-minded entrepreneurs, and in my situation, female entrepreneurs, someone like Stacy, who has children, owns two businesses, understands the juggle and understands the work-life balance. And Stacy's work-life balance is different from my work-life balance, but she's very supportive of helping me get the right tools to get to what my work-life balance was. Like I said, I was teaching four days a week before I had Cole. And my goal was when I opened up my studio was I didn't want, I wanted to only teach the classes I wanted to teach. That's all. You know, I just wanted to teach the classes I wanted to teach. And then COVID hit. And I was like, oh my God. And then Stacy and Ray and Terry were like, no, you have your goal. You were, at that point, I was pregnant with my first when COVID hit. So timing was great, you guys. I was building a house, I was pregnant, and COVID hit. So it was great. It was a great time, 2020. Oh, our godparents of, of Cole. Yeah. Of her he gets on the child. Zoom screen. He's like, hi. <laughs> we were some of the first people to see this baby. We're watching him grow up. Yep. By the way, he's the smartest child out there. <laughs> but I think it's when you surround yourself with a group of people who are like cheering you on and want you to grow it makes all the difference. So I, you're saying I have all of this confidence now. I do, but I feel like it's because I have more tools in my tool belt because of the people who were around me. And I'm very lucky for that. Thank you, Lara. And if you're in the room, you're already doing, you're already there. Like you're already stepping in the right direction. But I think it's really important, as you said, to surround yourself with people, but also to look and to see people and think, okay, that's where I want to go to, or that's it's really important to be able to see people doing what you want to do in terms of your own goals. I know coming to the conference for the first time many, many years ago, um, I saw Terry speak on stage. Terry, are you in the room by any chance before I brag about you? Oh, there she is. Terry was on stage. She was talking about the fact that she had kids, she had a successful studio, and that was really the first time that I saw somebody doing what I thought was maybe not something I could do. I was really in the, in the trenches, really struggling and thinking may, maybe I do need to choose between my family and my business. And what Terry showed me by being here and saying you, you can have it all and it might look different for every different person, but this is how I do it and so take some of the things that I'm doing and adapt them to your own life. That was such a big game changer for me. So whether your, your goals from the conference are more life balance, whether they are bringing more students, whether they are get a you know clearer curriculum for you and for your teachers, get a better team culture, whatever your goals are, try and find people who are doing that, befriend them, like I befriended Terry, and um, just try and take all that you can. But by seeing those people doing what they're doing and what you want to be able to do, you're already stepping closer. So I encourage you to Find a new friend. Meet somebody new. Go introduce yourself. Be, be brave. Have that 10 seconds of braveness to go up and say hi. Because I think we're a special breed. Like being in the dance studio ownership world as a small business owner, there's no one like us. 
It's like when you, when you go to someone, I own a small business. I work nine to five and I'm like, I work three to five on Mondays and then seven to two on their like, and okay. And then I work Saturdays all day because I run classes and then camps and that, and they're like, what do you do? Like what? So I feel like we're, when you're in this space and you're with such like-minded people who live your life, this, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, when I sit at the tables with these women, it's just like, I'm sick, I'm speaking about these tables over here. I know there's guys in here too, sorry. But when I sit at those tables and I say like, I have a, a mom who's like making this eye twitch really bad. And they're, and they're all like, we have that one too. And this is how we handle that. And it's just, you know, my husband can do so much. And I feel like, well, when you have people who are in the trenches with you who understand what that feels like, it's a different vibe. And whether you're a studio owner or a teacher, it doesn't matter. We live a very unique, wonderful, special, spectacular life being in the dance world. Um, I'm very thankful for it all the time, but this is like amazing. So even if you don't, even if you came here by yourself, like make a friend, turn around and introduce yourself to someone and that might grow into something even more. And I think this time of year, is the time of year where there's a lot of change and there's a lot of things going on. And often people will come to events like this with um, carrying something, whether it's they need to have a difficult conversation, whether they need to reevaluate their team, whether they've got a dance parent that's giving them grief and they think, do I want to re-enroll them next year? I encourage you to share those things that you're carrying around with you, with the people at your table, with the people that you're sharing dinner with the people that you're in line with Starbucks in line at Starbucks with because we've all been there we've we've all got those people that we can think of and those situations and those scenarios and sometimes it, we just need to borrow some confidence from somebody else in order to get the job done because if you know that there's something kind of that you're carrying around that's pending that needs dealing with um you can borrow some confidence from the people in this room and for the people at this event because we've all been there and we are happy to be your cheerleaders and cheer you on and get it done. Awesome. Thank you both for being here. And in closing and listening to these two, I want to say to you all, I, I touched on it this morning, but these are two different kinds of business owners, both very successful, but two different objectives overall of what they want to get out of it and how they want it to impact their personal lives. You don't have to choose someone else's journey. Choose your journey. There are a thousand ways to be successful. The most important thing is that you're happy on that journey. Thank you all for being with us. We'll see you next time on Coffee Talk. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 